0: Hey Jason, good to have you here on short notice, man. So glad you could guest co-host.
1: No problem, man. I even wrote a sketch for us to do.
0: Oh yeah? Cool, dude. Show me. Okay, here you go. Huh. Notch. Hey Jason, good to have you here on short notice, man. So glad you could guest co-host. Jason, no problem, man. I even wrote a sketch for us to do. Notch. Oh yeah? Cool, man. Show me. Notch. Reading script aloud. Notch. The Minnesota United defense. Raucous laughter from Jason. <laughs> Coming to you from the Twin Cities. This is Toughcast. Welcome to Toughcast, by two United fans. This is Notch, and I'm Jason. You gotta, you gotta do the little limerick, man. Jeff's not here, so you have to like, it's your turn to do the little, uh, little like oh, limerick right, that you... I
1: have to, I have to do. Okay
0: come on come on do it right now do it right now we're oh, right no. still okay. recording
1: hi i'm jason and no need to be shifty this is episode 50
0: jeff gets credit all the credit for that uh just just to be clear he was not wanted to be here but couldn't be here he's had a little uh thing that came up which is out of his control so jason from tampa bay is sitting right here el presidente of the ralph Mob. What, what are you guys calling yourselves this year pirates something something
1: no no it's just sons of pirates uh, um as a, a harkening back to the original Pirates of the 1970s, the Rowdies, uh-huh. when they played in Tampa Stadium.
0: Uh, okay, all so we right. are the
1: second generation of, of Pirates.
0: As uh-huh. if all that raping
1: so, and pillaging created more children. That's really so. Those guys were,
0: about. those guys were Keith Richards and you're uh, Johnny Depp. I could live with that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah right. <laughs> All right, oh. Johnny Depp. Uh, so, so a couple of show notes for our listeners. We y- yes, we skipped episode forty eight. That did happen because as as we mentioned last week, episode forty eight was recorded. So we did didn't think it was appropriate to to exclude it. We thought that the effort should be given some credit. So we do not have an episode forty eight. We just didn't release it because the sound is terrible. Uh, and. Also Jeff is super nervous that people who watched us argue on Twitter about uh, Lance Lang which we'll we'll get to in a second. Uh, Jeff is worried that the people think that we were actually fighting. We had a passionate argument. It's fine. He's he and I are totally cool. Uh I just have a bullet with his name on it now and the town isn't big enough for both of us. But uh we're cool. Uh so Jeff will be back next week, hopefully, unless, you know, life events uh out of sight of his control kinda of take over. He's doing fine by the way. It's like sounds really ominous when someone's like, Oh, he had to leave on short notice. But he he's it, it, everything is fine. It just has something you have to get to tonight. And unfortunately, I can't record tomorrow. So, blah, blah, blah. Okay. We, Jason. Yes. Had a week of matches.
1: And it was like the opening weekend. It was fantastic.
0: Yeah. Who, we waited who six knew? months for this. Who knew we as soccer fans get to watch soccer instead of watching teams tweet signings?
1: Or even better, we could talk about preseason baseball. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh it was nice man it's nice to have soccer back it's nice to have soccer back it
1: is proudly the end of silly season which i think is the best part of the year
0: totally totally well and the first game was carolina versus minnesota united and and (laughs) jeff and i started doing this prediction thing actually seriously last week we're gonna count the scores and such and i am proud to say for the first time in Duffcast history ever i'm in the lead because i got one weekend dude (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I'll take it, man. Because God knows I'm going to be like losing. I'm going to get my ass whooped. But like this weekend, uh, there were a bunch of ties, which we don't allow ties in our prediction game. So so now both of us earned the same amount of points Never for those. Pick Edmonton. Right? Exactly. <laughs> and and uh, for this game, though, I picked Carolina because, you know, winning points by picking against your own team is great and feels awesome. And then Jeff picked Minnesota and Carolina won. 2-1. You should be very proud of that pick. I should. I, you um, won
1: internet points for that and lost the loyalty and devotion of all of your fans and
0: friends. Exactly. I so feel it's worth it. fantastic. That totally <laughs> made up for us seeing them lose this game. No, it didn't. Uh, attendance is 4,159. i got to say WakeMed looked a little... A little sparse on the TV. Did you did you catch the, the replay on this one?
1: Uh, I did see parts of it. Um, that is actually a low attendance number for them, let's be honest with you. They had Club Leon or was it no, it wasn't Club Leon.
0: What was there? Toluca, Toluca, I think it Toluca.
1: was. Toluca. Toluca was there. Sorry. <laughs> I had I had Miguel on the brain there. Um, uh-huh. Toluca pulled out something like seven or eight thousand. Nice. So uh, to have their home opener pull so few is really kind of disappointing, to be honest with
0: you. It is, and you know, with the new owner, though, I, I'm confident that they'll be able to kind of address this in a in a good way. Like Minnesota United, you know, we got our new owner, and attendance has been up, up, up. So I'm hopeful. We'll <laughs> see. We'll see. We'll see how how things go after uh, after three weeks. So I'm I'm gonna hold off on the like strong attendance criticisms, except in one case, which we'll oh, get I on, know but. which one. That one is. <laughs> I bet you won't take any pleasure in that. Uh, oh no, no, I will. Oh, I'm sure you will. So so first of all, let's start with something that uh, you've obviously seen. Christian Ramirez' goal, what do you think jason
1: well it was it was cheeky, I guess, um in the sense that he caught him from distance uh-huh. and that is but Christian has that vision, man he is he's that next level player, and you should be very proud that you have him locked up going into m l s because otherwise he would have been prospected by like sporting Kansas City and rotted on the bench for a year, or two. yeah and now it's... the world is seeing just how good he is.
0: And, and newspapers are writing, the best striker you didn't know. And Minnesota United fans getting really defensive are like, well, we know him. <laughs> and, and, and you know. Uh, There's a reason why he's Superman. Right, exactly. Um, yeah, beautiful, beautiful goal. And I remember standing there at the bar, the Nomad, watching it go in second minute, third minute of the game and being like, oh, man, we got this.
1: Mm-hmm. We
0: got this. It's going to be, this is our year. And then. Then you know my two years in Chicago started kicking in, and the Chicago Cubs experience uh, replaced the Minnesota United experience, and it just <laughs> Hello, went downhill Dennis, from my there.
1: Old friend,
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, beautiful goal by T.E. Shaplani to to equal uh, equalize. You got to go watch this goal, by the way, because like seriously, this is. A really cool goal. Like, the the guy gets a long ball across. I forget who the assist is from. He just controls it. Like, one kick controls. Justin Davis is sort of out of position, but not really. Like, he controls mm-hmm. the ball well, you know, for, given the range that the pass was coming from. And just chips it beautifully over in the jock. No chance Najok the jock is too far forward, too out of position. I mean, Get gorgeous, gorgeous goal. <laughs> hey, now. <laughs> I'm sorry.
1: I love Sammy, but... You know, this is not the first time he's been caught out of position.
0: I think I think it's it's a natural tendency for him, but I think yeah. last year, I mean, he was able to get to a point where it wasn't a constant concern. And I think I'm confident with him in, in, in my net. Like he's very young still and you gotta remember that. So and I wouldn't going want any other keeper to be
1: honest with you. So
0: Right, and, and going into MLS, you know, like this is a guy who who could Certainly do okay enough. Like if you were going, if we were getting promoted into the EPL, like after we beat Swansea, people are like, "Fuck MLS, we're going EPL." Like, okay, <laughs> maybe Sammy not EPL level, but MLS, he'll be fine. He'll be fine. Um, right. Austin Deleuze knocked in the uh, the opener, and we're we're not or, or the winner. It was an amazing
1: shot. He he ca- he trapped the ball with his actual walker, and then was able to. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh
0: the assistance given by kareem moses you know the incoming guy from edmonton who played pretty well and um I- I'll-, I'll be honest the the railhawks came in there with a team that was mostly nasl retreads all right yeah. and and they rocked our world we started four guys who were in mls last year uh Broski, ben spies bernardo on danny cruz and we got our world rocked by a bunch of guys who were NASL retreads and to me that makes perfect sense that that well, made perfect sense it's a different pace of game and i'll be honest
1: with you i you look around the NAS, NASL and uh we play sloppy let's be honest mm-hmm. it's not precision passing it's not you know bundesliga beauty uh you know ice skating on grass basically it's it's kind of a lot of lobs and a lot of loose trap balls and a little toe poke and every now and then like that, it 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 comes out as a sloppier game but a, a little bit more exciting, and yeah. I think if when you're not used to playing that level, uh, it's a little frustrating and it's, it's a little hard to figure out.
0: I mean, I will say Ben Spies, I thought, did okay. I think he was fine. Jeb Barofsky, too, also put in put in some work in the midfield. I just think that there was there was a lack of cohesion where Carolina was just able to have their kind of go of it, uh, basically doing whatever they wanted throughout yeah. the field, except uh, I, I think the, the the biggest weakness was some of the positioning on the defense. I think Damian Lowe had a really inconsistent game, mm-hmm. not to a point where I think I feel entirely confident with them seeing back there there was some conversation on the Carolina commentators that maybe it's because they're not worth uh they've not played together Thiago Calvano and and Damian Lowe so that might be some of it but man he just looked klutzy at times and I yeah. hope that 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 works out you know like th- there were just a few moments where I'm like dude what are you doing just get that out of there um you can't blame it on the
1: pitch because that's one of the nicest pitches right probably in the league if not multiple leagues
0: totally totally and and I, I will say like carolina just they seem to just feel like they knew what they were doing they looked like a well-drilled squad particularly in defense minnesota if you look at the chalkboard of successful passes there isn't a single one in the 18 yard box mm-hmm. so carolina's defense which I've, I've been talking the part about how they've got a really strong defense turns out yeah they do um mm-hmm. Final point about this game that I will make, and this is where Jeff and I had our Twitter fight. So to be fair to him, I'm going to have to represent his position just a little bit. And I hope I do it fairly. I'm not going to try to be like a, I'm not going to try to make him a straw man here. I look forward to shooting it down. Do do, do you know what I'm going to, about to talk about?
1: No, but um, I will still be obnoxious about it if, you, if it Perfect. makes any consolation.
0: Well, it, it's something that I think 90% of people in the NASL notice, which is Lance Lang was on the bench for Minnesota. I know. Right. Best 11 last year, arguably one of the best wingers in the league for at least a couple of years after Miguel Ibarra left, for sure, the best winger in the league.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: If and, and, and arguably, you could even make an argument about NASL MVP being appropriate. Now, he sat on the bench for 60 minutes until Bernardo Anir got a nice bang on the head from Kareem Moses and both of them had to go off. Right. Uh, which, by the way, best uh, uh, get well soon to both of them. I hope they're doing fine. I hope it's not concussion. I hope it's okay. I haven't read to see what's happened. Uh, but I will say, like, I thought that was a really questionable decision to leave Lance on the bench. Um, after the the game, when he was speaking to Carolina reporters, uh, Minnesota United head coach Carl Craig said that Lance's fitness level was not where he wanted it to be mm-hmm. and he that he was... Um, on he, he didn't say undisciplined, but he said that there was a lack of discipline in one of the long runs that Lanslang made. Okay, I have tried to scratch my head to think like, have I ever heard of Lanslang being having a low fitness level, having issues or whatever? No, and, and no, no, I mean he I'm has sorry been. Sorry, I cons- for you. <laughs> no, it's, it's fine. It's fine. He's been a consistent starter for Edmonton, mm-hmm. and uh, he's played like. Twenty-ish games, if uh, every single year. Sometimes he's been called up. I think one year he was called up and he he didn't get to twenty. But right, he's had consistent minutes. He's been a starter in the same position, and everybody knows what Slang does. He runs down the left hand side, crosses the ball in, mm-hmm. and are, or is able to come in with the ball and score like that. That's his shtick. Right. So Minnesota United, if they picked him up, and if he does have. Uh, whatever he did come with, I, I don't know. Uh, they would know about it. And Minnesota United, I know, doesn't like to pick up players who come with baggage. So I don't know if Lance Lang has baggage, but if he had it, they would have known because he's a known quantity in, in NASL. On the other hand, Bernardo Anyor, who was playing on the right-hand side um, in, in the game, because I think Danny Cruz... Is a, is I would keep Danny Cruz as a starter over uh, Daniel Mendez. Like that would be cool. But Anur in my opinion should not have got the start over Lance Lang. Jeff made the argument, and Jeff has been at training quite a lot, so Jeff knows what he's talking about here. That Anur has worked his butt off in training, sure. and Jeff says that Anur is the best in the best eleven. Lance Lang is not, and so he he essentially uh, maybe agrees with Carl Craig's analysis. Um, having been to training himself. I would argue that benching Lance Lang though you get the best player in the league on your team you can't you can't sit him out. Like that, that's let him if he's if he's not good enough let him fail. Right.
1: But let it you be know. a game day performance that makes that decision. And I'm I'm going to probably bring this up when we talk about the Rowdies game too. Um, when you you play your best players not the ones who show up in practice and I know that's a very Allen Iverson type of uh, mentality. But the fact is, is a lot of them are very opportunistic players who who step up their game once they step onto the field on Saturday or whenever it happens to be. So practice players are great. You know, when a lot of people are going half ass or if they're going three quarter speed, um, you know, props to them for going all out because that's their opportunity to shine. But that doesn't mean that they're supposed to be on the pitch starting 11.
0: That I mean, that this is exactly what I said. So let me let me tell you what Jeff, I think, would oh, okay. say, which so, is that
1: wait, I, I want to hear his straw man.
0: I'm not going to be sorry. I'm going to try to I'm going to try to vociferously argue just position here, which is that how is the coach going to know who's in the best 11 if you don't work your butt off in in practice, you know? Mm-hmm. And and it, and the coach has to go with the guys who he sees working in training, who he sees at the fitness level that he wants and and playing lang would be purely on reputation. Right? True,
1: but it's an earned reputation.
0: Uh, yeah, and and that would be my point is that he's done it over f- Five years, I think, since 2011, he's he's been a consistent starter year after year. So, yeah, so I would have liked indoor, to see um, him.
1: Well, you guys are practicing indoors on that carpet crap, there, aren't you?
0: It's it's on turf, yeah, in On turf,
1: that's not the same thing. You know, honestly, there's guys who are not going to get injured in practice just so that they can
0: get onto the pitch. Although Lance Lang did play on turf every year in Edmonton, so oh, that was turf. I'm not going to try to explain. I, I haven't been at training, so I can't speak to what That's Lance has or has not done in training. I don't know about any like off the field happenings. All I know is that <coughs> he wasn't starting, and I think like Christian last year, if he had started and been disappointing and been yanked, cool, do that. But this is just right. it raises my eyebrow. We'll see what happens when he plays his old team Edmonton um, this coming weekend yeah uh so any, anyway we've, we've talked a lot about minnesota now and hopefully and should, jeff, because this jeff is a feels centric one well kind of i try we try not to be homers but hopefully jeff doesn't come here and be like oh my god you misrepresented everything i had to say and we have to do this all over again next week hopefully not um that's all right but now fort lauderdale miami uh our predictions oh didn't matter because it was a a one-one <laughs> draw and uh yeah you 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 did watch some of this game right well, I think I was one of the only people to watch it. To be honest with you, <laughs> <laughs> burn. Yeah, attendance was two thousand one hundred twenty nine. Which Cardick
1: says that's turnstile.
0: That yeah. So so yeah. That is that is super respectable. There's definitely been even games at Minnesota where I've been like like the Halloween game last year. I was like ah. I'm not sure if this reported attendance number feels like how many people are in the stadium. I can't say for sure, but uh eh. so, so if it's turnstile, much respect to them for resp- giving us the actual number. Well, you know what's funny is we used to make fun of Atlanta constantly because every
1: single game was sold out at 5,000. Right. And we're like, yeah, right. <laughs> okay, exactly. Boris, thanks. But when you have a 20,000-person stadium and only 2,000 people show up, God, that stings, especially if yeah. you're a home opener.
0: That that's got. I mean, that's gotta hurt. And I, I, you know, we we've heard uh, Luca Kukochi C- and uh, uh, I'm
1: glad the, you know his name cause...
0: <laughs> Right, I, I was listening to a podcast when he was on the what is it, the Tailgate Show? Tailgate Show, uh, yeah. And and shout out to them. Yeah, total shout out to them. They do great work. They have awesome, awesome guests, insiders on their on their show. Well worth the listen. Mm-hmm. Um. And he was talking about how... He was asked about attendance before the season started. And he said that they were shoring up other parts of their business, essentially. The on-field and off-field
1: God, nobody wants product. to
0: hear that, though. I mean... they they got to uh, fix the attendance. They have to.
1: Uh, yeah, I mean... I appreciate that they're trying to shore up other elements, but that doesn't mean that you let major elements like that slide.
0: Yeah. You know? Totally, totally. So, so the two goals in this game came off penalties. And what else did you see, man? Like... I I did not get to watch this game because it was on BN Sports and there's no way to catch a replay, which is something that I'm gonna have to like try to fix this year. I don't know how I'm gonna manage to watch some of these games. I, I like I love the strikers. I would love to see mm-hmm. what PC was like in this game, but I didn't get to. So we'll see. Anyway, I haven't seen it. You did. What happened?
1: I recommend a slingbox or you know uh, a Roku or something like that for people who have BN, so that you can you know DVR it essentially. Sure. Sure. Um, well. Basically, uh, Miami's signings were nice. Don't get me wrong,
0: uh-huh. but
1: it was by no means a good game. <laughs> both of the scores, both of the uh, the scores around penalties.
0: Was uh, it just like sloppy, or what was what was the play like?
1: Yeah, I mean, you're talking about a possession game. It's there's no breakaways. This is not the the Fort Lauderdale that we saw with Stefan Pino. Really, you know? he huh. make he's a difference maker. PC is he all but disappeared. Oh you know? that's
0: unfortunate, man. It's
1: uh it is unfortunate because I thought that Gunter did a very good job last year putting mm-hmm. together the pieces, and then this is really gonna be the test for the new coach. So um it's a new face, it's a new style. Um and I think Gunter understood the NESL very well. Um and maybe that's not a knock on the new guy, but um Yeah. Let's see what he knows because he kinda bought his way into the
0: job. Yeah. Well, we'll we'll see. We'll see. I'm 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 hopeful that they're they're able to turn it around because I do like the way that they played last year, and I I think they have the pieces there for some pretty pretty awesome action. Uh, it, Pablo Campos did not see the field. Um, he plays at number 83 with number eighty three in it. Miami. Yeah, yeah, um, may- maybe this is his moment to shine will now come next game because they didn't score this one. But uh, Jorge Luis Corrales, which is who's, I think, one of those guys who defected, well, I think he's the guy who we don't know if he actually defected or what happened, but one of the former right. Cuban internationals got a second yellow before the half Yeah. Uh, to get that red card. Uh, moving on to news from these two teams, uh, Miami FC is going to be broadcast to the world. <laughs> you have to do it, it with the
1: Jeremy Clarkson voice.
0: Right. He's he's got in the dude, world. Exactly. And, and and Miami FC has now got a global broadcast deal because you know MPN Silva the the mm-hmm. is a major sports broadcaster, uh broadcast rights reseller. And so mm-hmm. their owner is the partner of Miami FC. So they're broadcasting the world, but I don't think they actually have a local broadcasting. No, they don't. <laughs> So, uh, well, good for them, I guess, to have, to be broadcast to, what is it, 100 countries now? Excellent. Yeah, but
1: that's like saying, you know, you're a screensaver on over 300 computers in the office. I mean, yeah, that doesn't mean everybody's <laughs>
0: paying attention. I will say, though, that their press release about this deal was, like, filled with, like, little, like, explanations about how awesome everything is. Like, so so this is a quote. The deals were made possible through a partnership between Miami FC and MPN and Silva. The leading sports media rights distributor. Da, 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 da. <laughs> you know there were little lines like that throughout, where they like <laughs> Italian legend and icy Milan legend, mm-hmm. Alessandro Nesta. Anyway, um, so moving along, they, they also signed uh, a defender named Hugo Leroux, who actually played forty-four minutes. The guy's twenty-four. He's bounced around like in the real lower divisions of Spain and France. I don't mean like the the second division, like down there once
1: what is it uh Asencio, and then this is Desensio and
0: then he's yeah, pr- in pr- <laughs> <laughs> yeah he was from the Nosencio <laughs> yeah he played 2015 with the PDL in FC Miami City and I saw something about oh. him coming through a uh, academy that was run in partnership with PSG in Miami but eh, it doesn't mean much we'll so see what he's, he's capable
1: technically of. a local pickup I bet you he's one of those prospects that kind of you know somehow found his way onto the field
0: We'll we'll see, man. Like I mean, I, I you know these guys come in sometimes and just really surprise you. And ASL has shown like you don't have to be successful in whatever else you're playing mm-hmm. to come in and rock an ASL. Like that's we've seen that. Like with Khalif, for example, last year. Right. You know, like so so we'll see. We'll see. Um, next story is is one that's kind of a little bit more difficult uh, to kind of note, which is Brian Arguez, who was a player. Who, Who's a y- At the time, the youngest American to ever get a start in Bundesliga. He played one game for Hertha BSC in the Bundesliga. Uh, he was also a youth international. Who's was this week acquitted of rape charges. Mm-hmm. And Minnesota fans will remember that he played for us in 2013 and he was uh, traded to the Carolina Railhawks. He spent a lot of time, by the way, in MLS and NASL. His career kind of took a nosedive after his Bundesliga start. Mm-hmm. We traded him to Carolina in 2013, and after a game in Carolina, he was arrested. Well, two years later, the the story is finally done. He's been acquitted of rape charges. Now, I don't know anything about the case. I don't want to talk about the case because mm-hmm. I don't know anything about it. But I will say that there was an interview with him talking about how, in the last couple of years, he's essentially had to play pickup games for fifty dollars to a hundred bucks to to survive. Uh, and he's trying to make a comeback. And actually, Miami FC has has. They, they want to sign him at least, and the NASL has to give approval for this to happen. So he's using a training regimen that Miami FC has prepared for him at the moment, but the NASL office has yet to okay or say anything about the transfer. So we'll see. We might see Brian Arguez playing for Miami this year.
1: There was a rumor that he was actually going to get picked up by Puerto Rico at one point. Okay. Uh, I think that was early on. Um, I don't know the details of his case. I can only speak to... Um, my opinion of it and i have no opinion of it to be honest with you
0: (laughs) yeah i I know nothing about it we we know yeah i mean let's just leave it at that and um we'll see how he's able to come back it's going to be interesting to see how a guy who's been out of the game for two years is 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 able to come back if if the nasl approves this this move tampa bay versus indy uh again (laughs) the predictions don't matter because Ended nil-nil, my friend, and you are one of 5,740 people in the stands. Take it away, my friend. Take it away.
1: Well, it it rained a lot, and that was right before the game. So we, um, we were thinking this was going to be another sloppy, you know, disgusting, unpleasant game. And to be honest with you, the rain cracked maybe two or three hours before, and the sun came out, and puppies and bunnies frolicked in the meadows. The unicorns came by and pooped some rainbows. <laughs> It was, it was actually a really good game, to be honest with you, uh, as far as the weather is concerned. Now, as far as the, uh, <laughs> the play on the field, well, for some reason, and I think if you go in and look at the Opta heat tracks, is that what they're calling them?
0: Heat yeah, heat uh, maps. Heat, heat maps.
1: maps, okay. Uh, props to Opta and, and the NSL for spending some money there. Uh, we dominated the sidelines, which was fantastic. Uh, if we ever decide that we're going to shoot on the benches instead of the actual goals, um, I think we have a really good chance of winning. Uh, the problem was is that we are terrified of the 18-yard line. Uh, that penalty box there is apparently uh, kryptonite, and lava. even team
0: it was it was hot. we were playing hot lava games, uh-huh. and even Teen Wolf could not get in. So, um, how are you impressed with Teen Wolf, with Khalif, with some of these guys? Did Khalif play? Khalif played and actually uh in the second half he really
1: kinda shone. Shined? Shone? He was shiny. Shine.
0: He, he 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 shined. He shined? I, he, I don't know, man. He had He's fun. a Shriner. Khalif alassad is a shriner. Give so. him a little
1: fez. It'll be great. Yeah. Um so Khalif actually showed out. Um he was able to move up a little bit farther, uh, because he was almost playing like a defensive mid at that point, and it was it was bad, I'll be honest with you. He finally got some great service into Tommy uh, Heinemann, uh, the man with the six-foot-tall uh, curly afro. <laughs> but, Teen Wolf. Teen Wolf. But I got to be honest with you, heineman impressed me. Um, he is an opportunistic scorer. He's not one of those breakaway Christian Ramirez finesse, you know, makes you kind of stand there wide mouth and agape. Like, how the hell did he do that? <laughs> it's more like he... He throws his weight around and his size around in, in the box. And um, he ends up getting a lot of good shots. Um, his footwork's not beautiful. Uh, okay. But it doesn't matter because he's, he's, he's going to be a force for us.
0: Who, did anyone uh, in Indy impress you?
1: <sighs> not particularly, to be honest okay. with you. I mean, there was a guy with a man bun. We were focusing on him for a while, but that was just <laughs> we wanted to
0: harass him. Um, how, was, how was the keeping situation for both both teams in this game?
1: Um, I gotta be honest with you. Uh, Pickens wasn't really tested that much, but when he was, he was in last year's Pickens form. He looked good. Uh, we had some good shots on their keeper and he actually held up pretty well. Um, John Bush was out there, right? Yeah. Bush was out there. He, um, he actually impressed on a couple of, uh, of blocks and the way he charged out of the box to control, uh, was actually, he was, he earned his, uh, his pay for the week with okay. for indie uh, i think it was actual in corn dogs.
0: again this was a game that was an ows so i i wasn't able to get it. i need to go and get sling and just get some like digital dvr or some crap so i can like watch this stuff um I, yeah it's really frustrating for me to not be able to like view these games because i really enjoy enjoy seeing games that are not for my team well they're uh, from so- all
1: over the world of the world the world yeah exactly
0: if was the and i think the,
1: one thing i do want to bring up is this new uh-huh. guy collins um that
0: came out of nowhere honestly
1: i he's a guy I, who's
0: from uh your england trip right he was playing for what um sheffield wednesday or sheffield united yeah, one of the two.
1: yeah. never heard of this guy you know i i think is he welsh he's got an accent I'm you don't
0: you don't follow like the english lower leagues what kind of plastic <laughs> are you uh, exactly. I'm a I'm a European casual, I guess. All right. Um, keep going, keep going.
1: But he really impressed me. Um yeah. I was kind of upset cuz I'm like, "Hey, where's Steph? He wasn't dressed." Uh my upset uh my Step issue on is Fred- Yes. Big Steph. Uh he did not dress. Um Frankie Sanfilippo did not dress. Freddie Adu did not dress.
0: Wow, that's huge, and man.
1: To me, that was frustrating cuz Freddie to me is the heart of the offense. And while Khalif stepped up and did a great job, I'd like to have Khalif on the wing. So so why didn't these guys
0: go? Do you know? Like, was there an injury? Or what's, what's the deal, yo?
1: None of those guys were injured that I can tell. I think it was just a coaching decision. Um, a lot Damn. of us looked at the lineup at the very beginning and did, uh, oh, <laughs> <Yeah>. okay. <laughs> Damn, dude. We're like, I appreciate everybody getting game time, but, you know, this is not the end of the season for Little League, and we don't want to give everyone a you-participated trophy, but... Yeah, I mean, uh, like
0: seeing Ristov out there on the bench with no idea. Yeah. um I'm thinking like, what? <laughs>
1: but uh, well, Ristov, and they put Ristov isn't a striker too. That was the other thing. And he's yeah. not. But what? Uh, well, I'm. I will go on record, and I've said this before. I like Georgie as a person. Um, I think his better days are behind him, as far as okay. a player concerned.
0: Well, I'll keep an eye out on lineups from now on, and I did see Amonzai did play this game for ND too. So, I, I, hopefully, I can get my hands on a replay or watch next week's game and and sure. find something. So, next game is um, ROK, which is uh, the the Republic of Korea played FC Edmonton. That, that's really, by the way, ROKC's little acronym is ROK. Really? Yeah.
1: So we're gonna have to refer to them as best best. Uh... Best. No, no, they're not. are
0: not. are not DPRK. Which maybe, maybe OKC Energy now needs to like become like the uh, Des Moines proud uh, Rio OKC, and then we can call them DPRK. Anyway, point is, they played in in front of a sellout crowd with standing room only of six thousand four hundred sixteen at Miller Stadium to a nil-nil draw. Uh, I will tell you right now, the broadcast quality uh, in terms of. The graphics is weak. Um, I think prob- that they did a great job with the Atari 2600 they had fired up. Right? that That's kind of what it looked like. And their very commentators, I- I'm willing to give them just a little bit of slack on the commentary. Because, you know, that takes a little bit of time to build up to where it's like. So, uh, but they need to get their game together. Even their highlights were kind of stitched together. Um, not very well without a clock and no commentary and all this. So, um, broadcast. And Arroyo needs a little bit of a boost. But they did sell out, so that's good. Um, and I I'm think gonna, it's great. I'm going to give you um, J- Jeff's notes on this because Jeff watched this game. And um, he said that Edmonton really lacks a punch so far. But they're they're steady, man. They're steady. And uh, essentially, and I saw this in the highlights too, this was a peak Matt Van Ockel game. You know, when he was here yeah. in Minnesota, we knew him as, like, a really inconsistent keeper who sometimes was just freaking brilliant and other times just a buffoon. Well, he mm-hmm. had both. Like, there were a couple, there's one time, especially where one of his, like, moves to get rid of the ball left Rio with an open net that they missed. I think it was Ethan Finley or Robbie Finley who uh, knocked it wide. So, so that was, like, insane. Mm-hmm. Um. Ryo could have won this through one of his mistakes, but he also had some incredible saves as well. And that's why he made it into the team of the week. Uh, Four shots for Ryo, which is surprising all the punch that they showed in the the game, apparently. And um, there was a red card in this game too. FC Edmonton's Albert Watson was sent off, and I saw the foul in the highlights. Totally deserved just dumb players charging towards the box Watson sticks mm-hmm. his knee out and gets gets him down and by the way uh interestingly the mascot for OKC flash was uh seriously? Drop- yeah seriously they named their guy flash he's dropped no, off I mean, by I a freaking helicopter was
1: doing dumb mascots this year
0: oh, oh you just wait they dropped off flash by a freaking helicopter Incredible. Was not
1: available off of the back of a pickup truck
0: right <laughs> <laughs> oh, we missed Stinger.
1: I know where we could get one for discount. Hey, you know who's
0: back, though? Carolina Swoop, the Railhawk. Yeah, he accosted me at a couple of games. He was he was walking around the stand I saw in the in the video of the game. So, told. anyway, Ryo, FC Edmonton, 0-0 draw. I mean, I'm kind of interested to see if jo- uh, Giorgio Samaras is going to turn into just a bag of bones or if he becomes Raul, who everyone's like, he's too old, and then he just, like, wows the entire league. So, we will find out later on about that. Yeah, I think he um, needs
1: a bacchiotomy or something like that. I'm not sure what's wrong with him.
0: So the, so the Dos Equis recently retired the most interesting man in the world. And this next this is game is the most the most predictable result in the world. New York Cosmos beat Ottawa Fury 3-0. Both Jeff and oh. I predicted it properly. Attendance was 5,094 and a cold day in New York. So it's probably like, I don't know, like 80 degrees. Minnesota. I don't like 40, 20 something. I don't know. I have no sympathy in with sitting here in Minnesota about cold weather uh, problems. Uh Juan Rango scored two goals, man. Yeah. So, so that was nice. Um Adam Moffat scored the third. So that was that was nice. And uh Ottawa Fury played the role they were made to play, which is to get rocked in the home opener like we thought they would be. Yeah. Um it, the the interesting thing is, you know, I thought like Fury lost a lot of players, right, in the off season, uh particularly to Indy and and I was and thinking like Right, and the coach. Uh, and I was thinking, all right, so so it's going to be like Soccer Bowl, New York Cosmos versus Ottawa. Well, it turns out actually out of the 22 guys who lined up in the starting 11s for the Soccer Bowl, only eight came back. Wow. Obviously, Ottawa had the fewest, three. And right. the Cosmos had five, and both goalkeepers were part of this too. So it's like, I mean, both teams were like substantially changed, man. That
1: does not speak well for stability in the NASL.
0: It is, I mean, it is a little strange for me, or I mean, in, in both cases, it might be that the best players are off doing other things, you know, maybe, maybe there are enough eyes on the league. That would be the optimistic way to look at it. Um, That's very apart- optimistic. <laughs> right? And our friends at Cosmos Country, shout out to them, had uh, on their website a couple of notes, which was one is Yasmani Duke uh, ducked mm-hmm. out on this game by uh, having visa issues, which they're trying to resolve. And mm-hmm. Danny Zatella was injured, apparently. So, And, oh. and uh, Cosmos Country also noted that the player benches were moved to the other side of the stadium this year. Than you know, the two of us saw the final and part of it was right. closed off. Did you see any of this game at all or the, the replay? No,
1: I, I unfortunately did not. Um, mostly because, uh, well, can I swear on the podcast? Yeah, you can. Okay, fuck the Cosmos. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Lewis. Sorry, Jeez. Nick. So yeah, praise.
0: go go watch the goals. They're, they're no, fun to watch. Uh, but, they're uh, a
1: great team, and that's what pisses me off. And
0: yeah. We're yeah, not. They, they, they wouldn't annoy us, annoy us so much if they lost a little bit more. But, yeah, the highlight package I did see that I watched was only a minute 31, so if I'm recalling correctly, which is yeah. kind of annoying again. You uh, um,
1: goals, and you can only come up with a minute 30 for highlight packages?
0: Yeah, exactly. It, it's kind of silly. Mm. Hey, a little earlier, we forgot to mention that Rowdy signed a Welshman named Elliot Richards. He's yes. a 24-year-old attacker who's going to apparently play for both the NASL and NPSL squads, Rowdy's B. And he has many years in England's League 2, but last year he was playing with Bot City in the 6th tier of English soccer. Well, the, there's a the, the
1: Well, there's a reason why I played on the 6th tier and that was he was recovering from testicular cancer.
0: Oh, holy crap, dude. Yeah, really?
1: so he's actually he's only 24, but he's coming back from from chemotherapy and all that and oh. he's kind of like uh you know your your comeback player of the year although they listed NASL listed him as a midfielder but the team listed him as a striker.
0: Yeah, he's an attacker according to the release.
1: Yeah, so um I think what they're doing is probably looking for he's young enough that he could go to the developmental squad for NPSL and mm-hmm. they're talking about filling out that squad. I don't see him cracking the lineup though. He's just too young and that's kind of a big thing to come back from
0: yeah well there's a feel-good story in there if he can i hope for his sake that's that's tragic man i did not know that i I hope he's he's able to bounce back from it and um another piece of news from this game indy 11 is going to stay on wish tv for local broadcasts who they're only showing 20 games though 15 of the 16 home games and five away games which it's always a little disappointing when a team can't get all of its games onto TV, but such some is of life. them I think
1: are, they're skipping the Wednesday games because nobody goes to those, nobody watches those.
0: Yeah, uh, Puerto Rico FC had two signings. Uh, both were meh. Uh, Trevor Spangenberg, twenty-four-year-old keeper. Twenty fourteen was spent with Chivas USA. Twenty fifteen was spent with New England and the Richmond Kickers. He's only played three hundred and seventeen minutes over six games as a pro. So, oh, jeez. We'll see what happens. Trevor Spangenberg, twenty-four year old. Anyway, Sidney Rivera is a twenty-two-year-old striker who's quote-unquote physically imposing. And um, what does that mean? Like he has a unibrow. Uh, he breathes out of his <laughs> mouth.
1: He's got halitosis. <laughs> he, physically he, uh, imposing.
0: Right. Exactly. He uh he He's he was signed. Team. He was signed to Orlando City uh in twenty fifteen and he played fifteen. I mean, 10 games in total for, in the U.S. for Louisville and Pittsburgh, the Pittsburgh Riverhounds. So mm. we'll see what he's capable of, man. I don't know. This is this I is mean, I one think a lot of the,
1: the guys that are ending up on Puerto Rico right now are, I'm not going to say practice fodder, but their guys are given a look to. They're giving them an opportunity yeah. to kind of prove that they're good enough to be on the squad. I don't necessarily see them being fall signings as well.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I think this is, this is something where this is, these are the guys who don't have a team right now also so right uh you might see some trades happening where mls players are cut or nasl players are let go or traded that that end right. up in puerto rico uh one other piece of signing news carolina railhawks signed a uh, jonathan orlando and the magic kingdom um mm. <laughs> he played so in this release i'm trying to go trace I, you know i always go to soccer where in a couple other places to track down what these guys have actually done he apparently his record is. Pretty bare, and in the release, mm-hmm. all I could figure out was that he had played NCAA Division II soccer starting in 2005. After okay. that, he I don't went know. into the
1: witness protection program because he witnessed a gang- gangland murder or something like that.
0: Then he was playing Mickey Mouse at the Magic Kingdom uh, in Orlando, <laughs> and uh, and and still, though he was he scored on an impressive goal scorer, an opportunity creator. Uh, apparently, oh, well, Carolina RailHawks well. taking some advice from the Miami FC PR department, <laughs> led is physically by opposing, uh, though? right physically imposing. No, I didn't say he was physically imposing. I don't think so. We'll see. Okay. Um, hey, just to quickly get to get to predictions for this week, and what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna read off mine and Jeff's predictions, and then you can give yours too. Cause uh, hey, what the hell? Okay. Um, so so the first first game this week is um the Fort Lauderdale Strikers versus their attendance issues. Oh, um, and I think no matter what happens, I think the Fort Lauderdale Striker <laughs> ticket office loses. Um, you know, it's just like a can't win thing, right? You put, report your turn sales, everyone jumps on you. You fake it, everyone jumps on you. Uh, they just have to get more people through the door. So oh they have God. a bye week. They have a bye week. Which and is I bad.
1: suspect the bye week will actually win.
0: Yeah, <laughs> you're not <laughs> biased at about? all. You're not biased at all supporting a Florida team.
1: Well, you know what? I honestly want the Strikers there. Um, yeah. I want them to be bad on the pitch, but I want them to have twenty thousand people to witness their their terrible, <laughs> horrible play every okay. single home game. All
0: right, we'll we'll try to make that happen for you. Uh, okay. the the next game is uh, twenty fifteen Ottawa Fury versus the twenty sixteen Ottawa Fury, which is Indy Eleven versus the Ottawa Fury. Uh, who do you have here, Jason? Just very quickly. um
1: uh, honestly, what I saw of Indy was pretty. I won't say impressive, but they are no longer what I would consider a bottom feeder league. Uh, bottom feeder of the league team uh-huh uh i think they have some potential there and unfortunately ottawa is just in a transition year um true you know yeah. i know stewart would
0: probably disagree with me but uh stewart mctaggart fury fanatic shout out to him shout out Right? Which is all the shout outs this say In fact, let, let's give a shout out to uh, Bill Peterson, everybody. Um, uh, Jared Campbell in Carolina, um, West Berdine, uh, Bruce Denard. Anyway, uh, anyway, so so you're picking an Indy, right? You're picking an Indy. I'm actually picking Indy on this one uh, 1 okay. 0. All, right, all right, all right. I'm picking Indy too, so is Jeff. Um, Miami versus Tampa Bay. So I picked you guys because. Hey, uh, I I pick things I know versus the things I don't, and um, right. in fact, in fact, though Jeff says Will Smith's Miami is better than anything in Tampa Bay, so he picked Miami to win He's this. He's clearly one.
1: never been to Miami. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Who are you picking on this one, man? Um,
1: I'm I'm obviously gonna go with the Homer pick here, but um, I saw how this squad can play against lesser competition. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Uh and that's no knock on the, the competition that we've seen uh, in the preseason. But the truth is is that when they gel, it is a thing of beauty. Um, okay. So I'm I'm suspecting a 2 uh goal-scoring spree with Tommy Heineman Inc. In both of them.
0: All right. All right. Let's see what happens, man. So the Republic of Korea play the Railhawks. And I'm going to mm-hmm. say that uh, Ryo is going to get beat by Carolina. They are such a strong team. They looked awesome. Jeff agrees with me. Um, I agree with both
1: of you and I think T. Schipolani is uh, the next coming of um, the deity of your choice Raul (laughs) Raul right.
0: (laughs) right. FC Edmonton versus Minnesota United God, I'm an idiot but I picked Minnesota United and so did Jeff Um, I'm feeling a little bit like a homer now but hey, that's why Because I I don't think Carl Craig can leave Lance Lang off the bench and I I think if Lance Lang plays, he scores
1: I agree uh, so, I don't I don't think you leave him off an, an emotional game like this, but you have Christian Ramirez, and you have, Ip, uh, what's his name, Ibsen?
0: Ibsen is injured still, I'm pretty sure, I don't know if he's going to be Is he be still back. out? I don't know, okay. I don't know, I haven't looked, so, I, I mean, I don't have an update, let me put it that way. Okay, so, but you I, still have I,
1: Christian Ramirez, and I think him alone versus yeah. Edmonton would still be a pretty good game.
0: I have a lot of faith also in Danny Cruz, Jabrowski, and uh, mm-hmm. Jabrowski PI, and uh, Ben Spees. So I think I think they'll be able to combine, and we'll see what happens. Um, New York Cosmos versus Jacksonville Armada. Armada playing their uh, season opener because they had a bye week last week. Come on now, Cosmos. Mm-hmm. Come on. Come on. Jeff says the same thing. You disagree?
1: Oh, no. I'm, I hate them, but the Cosmos are a, a ridiculously good team. Um, I don't know if Orlando is going to get tw- two more, but... um. <sighs> I think uh, you know what's his name, Clown Car. What's what is his name again?
0: What which guy?
1: The the new signing that the, I call him Clown Car because that's my mnemonic device for it. But um, the I think I don't want to say Serbian because I'll get in trouble. But um, I forgot what nationality he is. One of their newest signing, Nick uh-huh. something. Okay, Cren- Crenchar. Oh, Nico Cranchar. Uh, yes, Cranchar. Oh, I think gonna, I call him Clown. Car. <laughs> i I'm, <laughs> no, but, I'm gonna um, call him Kalkar. I know, it's a great mnemonic advi- device, but now I can't remember his actual name. Nico um,
0: Crancher, who is a former EPL player, etcetera, etcetera.
1: I think when you put him with the uh, Orango, it's terrifyingly good. You know, um yeah. I would put them up there with the Senna Raul combination.
0: Totally. Uh well hopefully we can win against him at least once this year before we go off and do other things. You and guys did well with them, so. against them last year. Yeah, we, we tied him And then the one game which we could have won You know, Christian skies the penalty Anyway, I'm not bitter about that at all um, <laughs> Gotta anyway, have goldfish memory, man Right, right, right Well, prediction game, I am leading at the moment By, uh, by. I think what we, I don't remember if he did two points or three points for a win But I'm leading by whatever margin One victory gives me uh, Versus Jeff, so
1: You're undefeated on the season, dude Yeah. If
0: they gave out the trophy right now You'd be the winner <laughs> Top of the table, bitches. A <laughs> uh, song that I hope to sing, but we'll see. Anyway, uh, hey Jason, thanks for joining me this week, man. It's it's hey, awesome. You, so know, you know, I I I had to reach out to you last minute to be like, yo, you're gonna you're gonna be there, and you you move things around for me. I really do appreciate it. Uh, where course, can these man. good people find you on Twitter?
1: Uh at uh, J If I'm not blowing it up with uh, Bernie stuff or um ralph's mob stuff i'm an equal opportunity offender of as many people as possible i'm not quite as offensive as the offensive loons fan who is a fantastic follow you should definitely give him one
0: um more shout outs (laughs) more shout
1: outs i'm gonna throw everybody out there uh daniel case also another great writer please give him some love um i will shield for everybody but me because i'm i'm just uh you can find me on midfield press you can find me um uh, occasionally on reddit saying something asinine or you can uh yeah. find when, on twitter
0: when people are wrong at on Jay- reddit jason is there to correct them i have uh, to i'm so sorry I to. it's my public duty all right oh, i am can we be finding you we are, i'm obviously at luck stock spock and you can find the podcast at two united fans which is where i i tweet out most of my soccer stuff unless it's like truly a, a something i want to blow up and then i uh, I, I, feel, I don't feel good about putting it through the Two United Fans channel. To put it through my own. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so you can you can find me at TW United Fans or at Lockstock Spock. Keep listening to us on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, etc. Tell your friends to listen to Tough because we enjoy that sort of thing. Thank you everybody for joining us. Thank you Jason for joining me and have a great rest of your week, everyone. We'll see you in episode fifty-one. Fifty was nifty.